Smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome to today's episode where I'm going to be talking about turning relationship frustration into positive growth. Relationships, they form the foundation of our lives, whether it's with our partners, our kids, our family members. We have relationships with people in the community, at work. Today's episode, I'm going to focus more on the frustration that happens in more intimate relationships, whether that's at home with our partner or our kids. But you can apply most of these tips to most any relationship that you have. So when we cultivate healthy and positive relationships, our emotional well-being and overall happiness expands. It's a feel-good moment. Life becomes easier. But we know that every relationship inevitably faces challenges, conflicts, frustrations, and that takes a toll on us. So today we're going to explore how these frustrations become powerful opportunities for growth and positive change, not only for ourselves, but for others. I'm going to start by saying that distress and frustration in a relationship does not mean it is failing. A lot of people get that wrong. They start thinking, oh gosh, I'm so frustrated. We're arguing. Nothing's changing. This is not working out. And I want you to understand that this is normal part of development in humans. There's going to be those moments where we're stuck and we need to do something different. So I want you to think about it as an opportunity for transformation. It gives you a chance to better understand yourself as well as other people. With couples, it can actually help you understand each other in a different way, your needs, your values, that can strengthen your bond. It can get you actually closer. So when you work through challenging moments and thoughts and behaviors and situations, on the other side of that, you emerge as a stronger force. So that applies also with your kids. When you handle these frustrations and situations correctly, they become teachable moments that you can model for your kids as a way that they can learn how to resolve conflict and how to negotiate and how to think of something else other than their preconceived notions of life. It can actually be a way that you give them skills that they can later take on with them for the rest of their life through other relationships. So when we're talking about relationship frustration, let's define it actually. It's, it's that feeling when you're annoyed or disappointed Maybe you didn't get your needs met or your desires were not met, or maybe you had these expectations that were not met. I want you to think of it as a gap or a space between what you expect and want and what actually happens. So that space is called frustration. 
And sometimes this happens because of miscommunication. And sometimes it happens because of different priorities, different desires. Maybe sometimes it happens because of lack of clarity. There's a lot of reasons why we become frustrated. Either way, when you have these unresolved frustrations, they can become harmful because they build up and they can cause anger, resentment, distancing in relationships. And basically you start thinking things that are not necessarily true. So for example, let's say one of the partners in a relationship is very focused on achieving their career success or working really hard, spending a lot of hours at work, even when they come home and they think that's a good thing because that's what they're doing to get ahead and help the family out. But the other partner values spending quality time together and they start to feel emotionally disconnected. They're lacking the attention that they desire. This is a difference in priorities that can lead to frustration. One person's feeling unappreciated for their hard work and the other person may be feeling neglected or unimportant. And none of this necessarily has to do with a lack of love, just a different priority at this moment. And what tends to happen is that the communication wasn't there, at least not the effective communication wasn't there, right? So nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It's just that space. So we can use a million examples when we talk about things that get us frustrated and we are going to talk about that. But first I want you to figure out how it is. I want you to be able to actually identify frustration and how it manifests. Maybe you think that, wow, we're filing, we're fighting a lot, same issues, or maybe you're feeling disconnected or perhaps your partner is being a little passive aggressive. Maybe you have less intimacy, less affection. Maybe you're feeling more irritable, restless, or withdrawn emotionally from your partner. Maybe you see your kids rolling their eyes at you or saying whatever, or slamming a door or ignoring your request. These are all signs that frustration is happening. And in the background of frustration, there's a lot of different feelings that can linger, anger and sadness and well, even positive, positive feelings, even excitement. Sometimes you could be really excited and frustrated because things haven't happened yet. They're not like up to speed. So one of the key things with frustration is getting in touch to what you're really feeling and what's happening. So awareness is key. So I want you to take time to think about some of these interactions you've had with your partner, your kids, your family, and notice where you felt uneasy or dissatisfied. And I want you to pay particular attention, whether this was an internal source or an external source. Internal source, I mean, was it something that you were not able to get what you wanted? So it's about you inside and external source. It's because of other people or places or things that annoy you. And I want you to be super careful in what we call projection, which is transferring your own feelings onto others. What do I mean? Let's say you're feeling frustrated because you never have enough time. You feel like you're working, picking up the mess and everybody's in your house that everybody's leaving and you're really frustrated. It's getting you angry and you're thinking, oh, it's all about them. My kids are a mess. My, my husband or my wife, my partner does not pick up after themselves. And in reality, it could be 
that you're just angry at yourself for not saying no, not having strong boundaries, not managing your own time properly. So you see, you can actually be frustrated and assign that frustration to someone else, yet it has something to do with you. So I want you to own your power when you deal with frustration, how you think about it. I want you to stop blaming others and really start assessing of what is actually going on. Where is the gap? Is it in your expectations, in your priorities, in the communication that hasn't gone the way it should be? Then I want you to create a safe, non-judgmental space where you can have this honest conversation with your partner, with your kids, with your family, whoever it is, but only after you figure it out yourself. And when I say safe, non-judgmental conversation, I mean, I want you to clearly and calmly, without blame, express your thoughts. One way to do that is by using I statements and by listening, having empathy. I want you to consider the other person's perspective. I want you to validate them. And remember that the goal here is actually to find solutions to whatever's not working. Now, I realize this may not be something that's easy. I mean, you got to be vulnerable. And if you've been in this pattern of negative communication for a while now, you might even start thinking that it's not possible, but it is. And it starts by you viewing this as a challenge that has an opportunity for you to grow into a different person, to try a new behavior, to express yourself, to consider other parts. So don't look at it from a negative lens. Shift that around to something that can add value and provide growth for you, your family, and the ones that you love and care for. There's definitely a space here where you respond differently, thus they will respond differently. And what I'm talking about now, that's a systemic viewpoint. When you choose to try out a different method, whether it's a behavior or different words or something different, it opens up that landscape for the other person to also make new choices. It's almost like that domino effect where, you know, when one domino falls down, it triggers the other dominoes. Many times we're stuck in these patterns because we keep repeating the same thing over and over again. So again, I want you to get empowered about finding a solution to your frustration. Ultimately, that's going to lead for, to your growth as well as your partners and your family. So let me give you some suggestions on how you start doing this. First thing I want you to do is take a breath, assess your emotions. Why are you frustrated? Where is that gap? What is really happening here? I want you to think of the triggers. Physically, are you hungry? Are you tired? Do you, are you sick? You feel bad. Triggers can also be your thoughts, your assumptions. Definitely take a moment as you're breathing and getting your body into that safe space to figure out what's going on. And then try to name that emotion. I mean, frustration, yeah, you're frustrated, but you can also be, like I said, hopeless or sad or angry or excited. There's so many emotions that travel along with frustration. Name the emotion, figure out why you're frustrated and what triggered it. Then you can proceed by using those 
I statements when you have that conversation. So instead of saying, oh, you always leave a mess, you can say, you know what? I feel very frustrated when this house is messy. And the reason I feel that way is because it gets overwhelming in my brain. I don't know when I'm going to do, when I'm going to figure out how to clean it. I feel claustrophobic, don't understand why it has to be this way. I feel frustrated. When you offer an explanation as to why you're feeling that way, it even makes it easier for the other person, the receiver, to understand your viewpoint. So the goal here is for both of you to understand where you're at as you relate to this subject. It's not necessarily to agree with each other. It's okay to have the different thoughts and the different views on it. You just want to get to a space where you can talk about it and you're being heard. And, you know, that's a skill set. All right. It's called actually active listening with empathy. And that's when you don't interrupt somebody and, or you don't try to be defensive and prove your point. You try to understand each other. You don't necessarily have to agree, but you do have to try to understand their point of view. I want you to validate them. I want you to understand their priorities, their values, their beliefs, and they may be different than yours. And it's not right or wrong. It's just what it is. We're all individuals. We can do that, have different views, priorities, and you have to respect each other when you're in this space of talking and listening and trying to come up with a solution. I think it's always a good practice to repeat back your understanding of what they're trying to say. That way there's clarity and later you can't say, well, no, I didn't understand that. Well, yes, you did because we spoke about it. And then of course, what you're trying to do is find solutions. So I want you to shift from a problematic situation called frustration to a solution-oriented one. This requires teamwork, brainstorming. What can this look like? How can we compromise? That requires some flexibility in your thinking. Maybe you can do a pro and con list, your benefits versus drawbacks for each of these possible solutions. I want you to test some of these solutions. Maybe you want to give it a a trial period of... um, propose changes and see if that works. And then you can come back and revisit it and make adjustments instead of saying, oh, I knew this wasn't going to work. That was a horrible idea. No, it's just trying it out, trying something different. Whatever you're frustrated about, I guarantee you there's another way to do it, to think about it, a different behavior, a different method. But you can't stay stuck. If you're staying stuck and you're just going in circles and I'm frustrated, frustrated, you don't change, I don't change, nothing changes. Well, what do you think is going to happen? So I also want to bring about the last thing I want to tell you is that progress is real. Even if it's little pieces, small wins, positive reinforcement goes a long way for yourself and for others. Don't discard any type of progress that you're making. Even if you don't get the ultimate result at the time that you want, and that has to do with expectations, you still have the ability to track your progress, to pat yourself in the back, to tell your partner, you know what, honey, realize that you're trying and that was great. I appreciate that. Okay. So again, it's the shift in the mindset where it's possible to get what you want for everybody's needs to be met. 
I also want to give you another tip, which I see all the time, which is don't forget to practice gratitude and appreciation. Take time to notice the efforts and the contribution your kids, your partner is making. Do it for yourself also. Appreciate yourself. Prioritize your self-care. You need to recharge and rejuvenate and set boundaries with yourself so that you can show up as your best self, so that you can take this task of dealing with frustration and make it into an opportunity for growth. There's just so many ways that we can move out of this space called frustration into a it's doable and I'm going to figure this out kind of space. And I'll offer you some of these thoughts that you can say to yourself. You can say, frustration is an opportunity for growth. I'm in control of my reactions. Change is possible. I can make small shifts. Together we're going to find solutions. We are growing together. It's okay to have ups and downs. We can figure this out. This is not the end. I'm sure you can come up with so many thoughts that support this opportunity for growth. So my friends, don't let frustration stop you on your tracks, whether it's with your kids, with your partner, in the community, with your family, friends, whoever it is, frustration's okay, but do something positive with it to take you to where you want to be, that place that's going to give you that happiness, that emotional contentment, that place of feeling accomplished, feeling settled, feeling safe, feeling loved, feeling like you can do things. All right. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope you take some of my tips, work them into your everyday. Let me know what happened, which ones worked best for you. Until we meet again, think well and be well, my friends, and I will catch you soon. Bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.